The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. As I promised you last night, when we talked last night, I said uh, Jason was off last night and he'd be here tonight. Well, I'm looking at him and he's, he's I was going to say pulling his hair out, but you know better than that. But he is very, very frustrated because we are having a technical glitch between our two studios because you know we're not in the same place. And he is working feverishly to try to get that resolved and figured out. And hopefully, shortly, we will. If we don't, it's going to be something we have to fi- fix tomorrow. But we still have a good show lined up for you, and we're very, very excited uh, about our guest tonight. We'll be talking with Lori McDonald. She's a clinical hypnotherapist. She's also president of Opus, which is a group uh, that focuses on uh, extraterrestrial uh, and UFO uh, incidents. And she'll be talking about how hypnotherapy helps folks with abduction experiences. Plus, she's had some experiences of her own. She's got a lot of UFO information and experience, and we're going to be talking about that with her tonight. Uh, and also, tomorrow night's a great show lined up for you with Terry Lovelace, Lovelace another uh, UFO discussion. Terry is a lawyer, former assistant attorney, attorney general, and was in the active duty for the Air Force for a very, very long time. And uh, Terry has a couple of UFO stories of his own when he was a kid, plus a bunch of experiences while he was uh, in the Air Force. So we'll be talking to him on Thursday night. That's tomorrow night. Friday's a best of, of course. And then Monday, a very, very exciting program. I've been excited for this one for a while. James DiEugenio, who is an author, will join us to talk about his latest book. It's called The JFK Assassination, The Evidence Today. And what this does, it takes a look at some of the other works that have been considered somewhat of the authorities on the JFK assassination. In particular, Vincent Bugliosi's book, Reclaiming History, Um JFK Assassination Evidence Today by James D'Eugenio takes a look at that book and disputes a lot of the information that's in there and talks about new evidence since the release of a lot of classified files over the last few years. This is going to be a very, very interesting discussion for anybody who has an interest in the JFK assassination and or uh, government conspiracies in general. And that'll be Monday night's program here on Beyond Reality Radio. Don't forget to stop by the... uh, website and check out the beyond reality radio coffee mug it's there for sale looks great in the cupboard looks great in your hand when you've got coffee steaming out of it or tea or hot chocolate or maybe even a cold drink you can drink cold drinks out of a coffee mug no one says you can't or you can put them on your desk and put pens in them like i do i've got one of those uh but that's there also stop by scaricon.com and check out that event that's coming up uh in just a couple of weeks Speaking of Scaricon, we're going to have uh, Lori McDonald join us um, in just a little bit. But after the break, we're going to have uh, a real special treat. Jason Lively, who is a friend of mine and Jason's, um, an actor. You may know him from the movie European Vacation, the second vacation movie with Chevy Chase. And also another movie called Night of the Creeps, which was a 1984 kind of a campy horror comedy about zombies on a prom night. Uh, it's a classic now. People love it. Uh, anybody who's who's got a zombie movie um, bug, they they pull that one out and watch it. And Jason uh, is also the brother of Blake Lively. A lot of people know who she is. Um, one of the most sought after after actresses uh, in the market today. But we're gonna have Jason on in just a few minutes because he's launching a new clothing line. And he wants to talk about that a little bit and some of the other things he's working on. So two guests for you tonight. Jason Lively first, and then Lori McDonald coming on to talk about abduction and hypnosis 
in the later part of the program. That's all ahead. We're still working feverishly on getting Jason up and running here so he can join the conversation because he's chomping at the bit to do that. After one night off, he needs to get back into the swing of things. He's anxious. But in the meantime, we will take a break. We'll come back and we will begin our discussion with Jason Lively. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Don't go away. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Jason Lively, one of the great things about Jason Lively is that uh, he doesn't play by anybody's rules, and he's going to be delayed a bit before we can get him on the show. So I did. I, I got the next best Jason I could think of. And uh, Jason, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Great to have you on the show. It's it's crazy that I have to call it my own show to actually be on my show. <laughs> I mean, we so. started we started the night with uh, a, a a computer problem that doesn't allow our studios to connect, and we said, okay, well, we can solve that problem while we get our first guest on and get that rolling. And then the first guest uh, texts us and says, hey, um, I'm running a little behind. Uh, I'll be in about 15 minutes. Which, well, in live radio, we don't have 15 minutes to work with here. So we've got technical glitches galore. We've got guest glitches galore. So the next best thing is you and I will chat about something fun. Well, I mean, yeah, and uh, you just you swapped out one Jason for another Jason, which is fine. But <laughs> I mean, hey, we've been we've been on the air for all we've been actually syndicated for what going on almost two years now, and we've been on doing the show for three years. So. We've had pretty good luck. This yeah, is the second yeah, time in three years I've ever had to call on my own show. Well, and, the first time was like it was very early on. We were still trying to just figure out the, all the mechanics of how we were going to make this work with two studios in two different states and make them connect and have us be able to hear it. Remember that? I mean, we were just like shoot, talking about stabbing in the dark. I mean, it was just like anything goes. And we we finally figured it out for the most part. We, we did. We did. And uh, to be honest with you, we've actually created one heck of a show that yeah. has come a long way from uh, from where we started about it and i mean it's and of course the fans are the ones who've really made the show a success and have really helped push it along and you know, make it bigger and bigger and uh, we owe it all to them i don't want to put you on the spot so you cannot answer this if you don't want to um but you you couldn't do the show last night because you had some meetings and some things you had to do uh, anything you can talk about um I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did put you not, on the spot, not, didn't I? <laughs> not, not yet but i think there's going to be some stuff i can talk about in the in the real near future so, uh, which I think will be great, you know, and I think a lot of people will be really happy about. So, yeah, you're being very, very cryptic. 
Well, I, I have to. Almost sounds like you're disguising your voice. Sounds like you're sounds like you're disguising your voice too. You put you just put a handkerchief over the receiver of the phone <laughs> so you sound like a different person. <laughs> uh, no, but no, I, I, there's going there's going to be a lot of a lot of neat things, honestly, coming up in the near in the near future, and uh, and you know we're actually in talks right now, serious discussions about about ghost hunters and mm-hmm. some other stuff. So. I'm, I'm excited. Steve's excited. I think everybody everybody's excited, and I'm looking forward to seeing where those talks really go. And they're and they're serious talks right now. So yeah, see, I, I, knew, I think that's the most important thing. Right. So the folks that are listening, I knew that if I kept pressing, he'd get a little more information out. I think if I keep going, might even get more. I don't know. Probably not. I'll just say, Jim, I'm having a phone issue. Yeah, Sorry. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so yeah. So this is live radio in action. See, now um, we're going to work on your uh, the the computer issue that we're having connecting these two studios so we should be back in action for tomorrow night when we have terry lovelace on and we've got back-to-back ufo nights um tonight we're talking with Lori mcdonald she's going to be talking about abduction and hypnosis which uh she uses hypnotherapy to help people get over the trauma of an alien abduction so that'll be an interesting conversation we bring her into the program and tomorrow night terry lovelace was an active duty air force member after high school he had a couple of ufo experiences as a child then he had many experiences while he was in the air force and he's going to tell us about those and i got to do it like from from my phone because it's going to be the crappiest audio ever so and if you haven't yet make sure you head over to <laughs> facebook.com slash beyond reality radio i like the facebook page for us then head to beyondrealityradio.com where you can find all the stations we air on across the country uh that list is constantly being updated so check it often you can also download the free iPhone and Android app right there, which allows you to listen live, catch past shows, join the online chat, and more. Or just click the Listen Live button, uh, the pop-up button in the upper right-hand corner of the website. That'll connect you to an online chat where you can listen to the show and hang out with a great community of people. Hey, you didn't miss a beat there. Didn't I didn't. It's, it's like I've been doing it pretty much every day for the last, what, two years. So <laughs> kind of just embedded. I, I actually, it's just, I wake up saying it. So when you think of comedy movies from the from the 1980s, um, I don't know if you're the same as me, but one of the best I've always thought was the original National Lampoon's Vacation with Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, of course, uh, Anthony Michael Hall played Rusty in that particular film. Yep. That's one of the best. Don't you agree? I do. I do. And, and I but I have to be honest, I. I really like the European vacation as well. That's what I was about to to say because uh, Jason Lively played Rusty in the European vacation version, and it meant the European one meant a lot to me because I'd been to Germany a couple times already when that film came out. So a lot of those German jokes kind of meant a little more maybe to me because I was there. Um, but it's a classic. It's it just as the first one was. And uh, Jason was the perfect guy to play. Jason Lively, that is, was the perfect guy to play Rusty. But the funny thing is, is every movie, every vacation movie had a different Rusty and a different Audrey. They, they never grew up and they were always a different actor. Yeah, well, exactly. But the funniest part, uh, well, one of the funny parts of uh, the European was uh, when they just kept on going around the circle. Yes. Like that. <laughs> hey, kids. Like, you know, they could they could have gotten did that for a quarter of the the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's a great film, and uh, hopefully we'll have time to have Jason on. I and mean, the clock's ticking here, and we do have uh, Laurie McDonald coming on in a little bit. But uh, Ch- those Chevy Chase movies from the early '80s and into the mid '80s, like um, I don't know if you remember the movie Fletch, that was a great one. Caddyshack is an awesome one. There's some Caddyshack was always great, and then that one, uh, what was the one that they he was like trying to fix up a house on the on the on the lake? Funny Farm. 
funny fun. That's what it was. Where the water moccasins and everything. Yeah, and then there was uh, one, there was one that was kind of more obscure called Modern Problems. I don't even remember. He got uh, this radioactive waste dumped on his car as he was I driving. I do remember that and one. He had special yeah, and powers. He did, he did some also that had uh, Goldie Hawn and yeah. all that. Oh, that was where, uh, foul play, maybe. Foul play. That's yeah, what it was. We're, we're, we're rolling through our Chevy Chase movies here and Beyond Reality Radio. The Evil Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> the Evil Dwarf. Right, yes. But uh, and that uh, that guy used to creep me out all the time. But uh, I mean, Chevy Chevy's been around forever. Yeah. Right down to I remember he used to throw himself down the stairs on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, one of his great things was taking the he played Gerald Ford, who was the president at the time. To put it back a few years, and he would and Gerald Ford was known as being a clumsy person. Even though he was an athlete, Gerald Ford was a was an all star football player. I mean, he was quite an athlete, but he was rather clumsy. He fell out of the plane a couple times on TV. Uh, so Chevy Chase would always play him and take a pratfall as part of the as part of the act, which was really funny. And somebody just said, "I love the Christmas Vacation." I forgot about that one. Christmas Vacation is an absolute classic. The funny thing about that is, every year I make my kids sit down and watch that every yeah. every Christmas. Yeah, we sit down and we we, won't, we watch that because honestly, it's just that. That is probably one of the best. I mean, right down to the lights and everything else, getting the cat fighting on the the electric cord. Because no matter what, if something happens around the holidays with your family at the house, that you can sort of relate to that movie. Yeah, it is one of the best. There are certain uh, movies that make it to your must-watch during the holidays list. That's one of them. A Christmas Story is one of them. On mine, It's a Wonderful Life. And then, of course, the Rudolph, the Santa Claus is Coming Town, Grinch, all those are all, all just, you know, they're the must-watch oh, yeah. during the Christmas Rudolph season. Rudolph the Bumble, the Bumble's Bounce and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, those, those, are, those are perfect. The one thing I have to say, though, Saturday Night Live, I liked Saturday Night Live when Chevy Chase and and uh, all those guys uh, were on it. Um, and the old timers, I, I haven't watched it in years just because I don't find it amusing anymore. I don't find it funny anymore. I, I and, have to agree with you 100%. Those original, that original cast was unbelievably good. Unbelievably John talented. Belushi, Eddie Murphy. I mean, and those guys just walked off of the hip. And now, now when you watch it, I mean, it, you can see the, the actors there, they're like reading the teleprompter. And it's yeah. just, it's not even acting. It's just, it's so funny because they're just like, and he said, it's just, <laughs> there's, there's nothing to it. I mean, yeah. Eddie Murphy and them, they would just roll with it and see, see wherever it came out. Yeah, I think back in those earlier days of Saturday Night Live, the show was still raw. It was still young. It had a, more energy because it was less, it wasn't monitored as closely. It was considered throwaway television for the network. They didn't care. Well, it wasn't all about politics. Well, there's that too. There's that, there's that too. Um, and that's changed a lot. Everything has become political now. You saw what happened to Roseanne after she made an ill-advised well, that, tweet. <laughs> that's political and stupid, let's be honest. And the, the sad part about that is her saying that, I, I mean, that, that also costed all the other actors and actresses uh, work, their jobs. It costed, uh, every, you know, the camera guys, the producers, the production assistants, everybody. It cost everybody work. And you can't blame that on an ambient tweet. I mean, that's not a side effect of ambient, but uh, that that was her own stupidity. You know, I just and and I I don't disagree with the word of that. I just feel like, man, you know, people people should be allowed to make a mistake. You know, if she came came out and said, "Listen, it was a mistake. I'm an idiot," and she did say that. I mean, okay, can we just? I'll say, you know, everybody's everybody's made an error in judgment at some point in their lives. I I hate to see worlds collapse because of it. Well, and and, and I agree, and and you know, there's definitely a 
mixed feelings there. I mean, you had Wanda Sykes calling President uh, President Trump an orangutan, right? Uh, not recently, right. and and you have people like who, who a friend of mine, Whoopi Goldberg, who's wearing wearing a shirt that says "Make uh, America Great Again," and it shows a picture of the president shooting himself in the head. I mean, these are things that. I mean, it's both sides. It really is. There's yeah. no no one side is right. I mean, both sides are, are wrong with the, with the way they do it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we're going to move on here. Um, Jason Lively, I'm not sure if we're going to get him on. It seems as though he got tied up at the last minute, which is unfortunate. We'll have him on another night if we can. Uh, we are going to come back with uh, our. But you yes. got the better, Jason. We did get the better, get the better. We got the better of the deal here. Yeah, we didn't think <laughs> we were going to calling you into my own phone on, on the radio. Show. <laughs> it's That's hilarious. Awesome. Uh, but we will have Lori McDonald join us on the other side of the break. She's a clinical hypnotherapist and abduction researcher, and we'll, we'll be discussing hypnosis and abduction, both. It's going to be great. Make sure you tune in, and I'm going to try to get on here. If I if I can't figure it out tonight, I'll definitely be on tomorrow, but either way, we'll make it work. We will. Um, all right, so from there, I'm going to sign us out of this, Jim. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more to come. You're listening to Jason and JV on Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. Of course, as you know, we are in two different states, two different studios. We connect through the magic of technology. And when that magic doesn't work properly, well, it's a bit of a problem. But we'll continue with our show just the same. Tonight, we're going to be talking about hypnotherapy and abductions, alien abductions. Our guest is Lori McDonald. Lori is a clinical hypnotherapist. Lori, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's great to have you on the show tonight. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So to start this conversation, it's probably important, even though some of these things things seem kind of uh, basic or elementary, but it's good to have uh, some definitions. We're all understanding the same concepts here. So tell me exactly what a clinical hypnotherapist is. I do um, behavioral modification, and I do any type of hypnosis that can uh, create or empower a person towards self-actualization. I work with addiction and alcoholism, smoking cessation, all forms of hypnosis. I specialize in alien abduction, and that just sort of happened by accident. I didn't set out to do that, but as circumstances presented themselves. But hypnosis is highly effective in bypassing sort of the conscious critical mind and allowing a person their right to move into their own memory, the subconscious mind stores everything you've ever been exposed to from the time you were in utero. Some people believe that we can even access deeper memories and past lives. And it happened. It's really astonishing each and every time. 
I've been doing this work since 1995. So how does it work, um, particularly behavior modification? You know, you, we, we've all heard advertisements and, and people talking about hypnosis to stop smoking or to lose weight or some other type of uh, addiction uh, treatment. Uh, how does it actually work? Well, to begin with, we have to find out the reason for the specific addiction and see what aspect of the psyche is sort of running or is in charge of that addiction. So we'll use smoking as an example. And maybe it's the inner rebel. Maybe they're smoking to feel like they belong or maybe they smoke down their emotions or truth is cigarettes are always going to be there for you. They're your friend. They give you a chance to be antisocial when you want to. You can dip out for a few minutes to have a cigarette break. People rely on this from all aspects of their behavior, but it begins somewhere. We find the root, and then we settle that energy. We relax it so that it's not so tense or needy. We meet its needs in other ways, bypass the urge to smoke. And, you know, a craving for the cigarette, it's not going to last that long. You know, one or two minutes, but practicing mindfulness you can help deepen a neural pathway and change your behavior without suffering the effects of withdrawal. It's quite astonishing, but I do three sessions. First session takes two hours, and I spend a good hour interviewing the person, listening to what they say, trying to make a determination, which is the best way to access their subconscious Verbiage is very important, so sometimes permissive languaging or sometimes something more directive that you will as opposed to I'm wondering if, you know, creating an openness into the subconscious mind. When the mind is relaxed and receptive, it receives the information, goes right into the subconscious. The subconscious mind doesn't question, oh, is this real? Is it not real? Is it true or not true? simply is. The conscious mind the beta brainwave, that's the part of the mind that's critical, analytical, and guessing, is this real or not real, creating all the judgment. But when we pass that, go into the subconscious mind, we can deepen a new behavior, remove trauma, access hidden memory, restore confidence, personal empowerment, and then allow a person to really live the life that I believe they're entitled to. I think everybody has the right to to self-correct when they're not feeling at ease in their own mind and body. They have the opportunity to self-correct, to shift out of that energy and begin a new program, practice that, and allow it to unfold. Self-actualization is what eventually will happen. You begin to live the life you see yourself living. Laurie, we, we know that this can be used, this type of treatment can be used to handle smoking, other types of addictions, even uh, eating, uh, dieting. Um, but you kind of, you said it earlier, you specialize in abductions. First of all, how did that happen? Um, that is not something that uh, you know would be an obvious career path for somebody, whether you're a hypnotherapist <laughs> or not. At what point did that come onto your radar and did you choose to pursue it? Well, I am an experiencer myself. 
However, that besides the point, I was studying uh, to become a master hypnotist, um, and I needed to pass a test in front of a panel of four judges. The uh, test was to regress the subject and move to a place where they had something buried or they had limited access to, give them access, bring them back up, and that would have completed the test. So in doing so, brought the subject down. In his, this case, he just knew, he just instinctively knew that there was some hidden creativity. There was something inside of him that was just yet unexpressed. And he knew if he could just get past whatever was holding him back, he would be able to express this. And so in doing so, we, we were going about it. Everything was going perfectly. I couldn't have been happier. I asked him a question, and he just slipped, and he regressed further, down to about the age of 10. And I was startled for just a moment, but I saw what had happened, and I asked him to tell me what was going on. And he described this camping trip that the family was on. He and his brother had gone out into the woods to go over this little hill to explore like boys do. They saw a UFO landing, and he stopped in his tracks, and the entities aboard the craft were disembarking. And as I asked him to describe the entity, a sphere of light about the size of a softball appeared, manifested in the real three-dimensional world here, (laughs) above his head, um, forehead, and just zipped down the end of his body to his toes and disappeared. I looked over at my shoulders. Two of the judges were just blown away, mouth open, eyes wide. They indicated with their hand for me to continue. After all, he was hypnotized, and I had to carry on. So I asked my next question, and he was went right back into me looking for his suppressed uh, creativity. And so I began to get a little bit of a reputation at that time. People wanted to explore these experiences. And since something seemed to manifest, they thought that uh, I was the girl to come to. <laughs> so they were right. I just, just want to make sure I understand completely. Uh, this experience uh, with this particular individual, you said a sphere, a sphere of light manifested mm-hmm. itself in front of you. You were, in front of the, everyone. Mm-hmm. And there was more more people in the room than just this. Were the judges there too? Is that what you said? Yeah, this was during my test. Oh, okay. So several people saw this sphere of light manifest. They saw it move. Well, out of five of us, um, I saw it, and two of the judges, two of them were looking down, um, checking whatever boxes that need to be checked during such exams. And uh, so... There was only a momentary pause, but yes, we all saw and discussed it later, and it was uh, anomalous activity. Does anybody have any theories as to what that was? A memory wipe of some sort, as it appeared. That's what the obvious thing was, but how? Well, you know, actually, this was a long time ago. This was back in 1995, and I didn't really know as much now or then as I know now. Um, and 
although it appeared to look like his memory got jarred or wiped in that moment, now I see through the use of psychotronics and uh, other mind manipulations, voice to skull, uh, all sorts of uh, frequency weaponry that scalar waves. There's all types of mind control and ways to send messages and so, or I'm sure not so difficult to, to manifest a sphere of light. I've heard recently from a journalist friend of mine that one of the <laughs> hidden experiments that uh, they're working on is the ability to actually send these spheres of light into places, and they're really um, some sort of weapon using scalar energy. I don't know all of the details, but um, it creates a, a memory wipe. Since you had that particular experience, um, I'm sure you've had uh, many of these uh, patients you've worked with recalling and regressing into, uh, you know, these memories. Did you ever see a similar uh, incident? Do you ever see another sphere of light form over a patient's head? Um, Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, Recently, I was doing a um, session with somebody and uh, the lights in the room just didn't, didn't do that particularly, but a weird light moved into the room, moved into shades of pale blue and then deeper blue. It looked to form not only spheres, but then what looked like columns of light. Um, all the while, the uh, person's under, <clears throat> and I just have to carry on. Uh, sometimes this is filmed. In fact, um, I... I, I took out my camera and uh, took a few pictures of the room, not of the subject, of course, but of the room while the activity was happening, as was recorded, uh, the audio, and so I could tell um, what was happening, what was being said. It's very interesting. So, yeah, there's always some type of um, physical manifestation of phenomena. But recently, I was on a show and I talked about something uh, about uh, my book and I, I held up the manuscript because it was a TV thing. And um, I uh, went to bed that night and I got up or felt something in my hallway and I looked and seriously, those same three white spheres of light right into my office, right over my desk, hovering over my computer and then just literally moved through the wall. Mm, wow. And, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, what can you do? Our guest tonight is Lori McDonald, a clinical hypnotherapist. We're talking about hypnotherapy and abductions. And, uh, Lori, this is a particularly short segment. We have to go into the top of the hour break soon, but it gives us enough time to talk about abductions in general. How common are abductions of humans uh, by aliens or some other, I mean, I'll use the word aliens because as, as a catch-all, but uh, whatever's going on, how common is this occurring? Speaking of technical glitches, Lori, are you there? <laughs> All right, well. I, I, no, I'm here. Oh, there she okay, is. Okay. I thought we lo- we've had some problems tonight, so nothing is surprising me at this point. <laughs> um, but 
but in in all seriousness, in the in the couple of minutes we have here before the top of the hour of the break, how common are these abductions? Well, there's uh, currently 280 million reported cases worldwide, um, based on a four percent value system of the Earth's population. That's quite a few. Uh, the number is continuing to grow. Like you indicated, not all of them are extraterrestrial or interdimensional. Some of them are my lab. But there are some other things happening right now. It seems we're living in monumental times with the disappearance of people in the appearance of non-human entities. Non-human entities are being cited all over the world, and what makes it particularly difficult for a researcher is the way in which the experiencer expresses it, because I need to filter out uh, geography, where they're located, their spiritual backgrounds, their religious intonations over top of the experience. It makes it very hard, but it is still happening. I think that uh, it's not so much abduction uh, taken against one's will right now. There seems to be a, a different type of manipulation happening. How do we know um, that these sightings of, quote-unquote, non-human beings are actually, in fact, non-human? Well, they, they're non They don't look like a human. Okay, so they, uh, they physically don't, they don't resemble us. They're, so they're clearly not human in, just by, by sight. We can tell that. Well, they don't uh, also live by the same laws of physics that we do. They have the ability to uh, possess qualities of appearing and disappearing or, or anti-scalar or anti-gravatics where they can dip in and out of space once they're there and then they're not. So they move through walls. I mean, that's certainly not human. Okay, and now that makes sense, because we've had other people on the show talk about um, aliens impersonating humans, and it's almost indistinguishable. It's difficult to tell the difference, but what, the sightings you're talking about are actually clearly and obviously non-human entities. Right. Well, there are also hybrid sightings, and uh, they do look quite a bit like humans. They can easily pass for a human in most cases, though. I mean, they're not. you're not going to be able to get into a a deep conversation with them. They don't understand subtle social cues. There's clearly some disconnects, um, and they possess more of a hive-minded ability to get information. They seem, well, the hybrids are very strange beings, depending, of course, on what the mix is. Right. All right. So we have to go to our top of the hour break here. We have so much more to talk about with our guest, Lori McDonald. Again, check out her website, TrueU hypnotherapy.com. A lot of great information there. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm J.V. Johnson. Don't go away. We have a whole hour to go on the program. A lot of great stuff. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products. And all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark. Because you deserve to save too. Become a Shark and save. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. 
The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. Speaking of tomorrow night's program, Terry Lovelace will be joining us. Terry is a lawyer, a former assistant attorney general. Terry was also in the Air Force on active duty right after high school. He's going to be talking about two childhood UFO sightings that he experienced at the ages of 8 and 11. And then he'll also talk about many other UFO-related topics that he experienced during his time in the Air Force. Terry is also the author of a book called Incident at Devil's Den. Friday night is always a best of program. And then Monday, we will be talking about the JFK assassination. James D. Eugenio has written a new book called The JFK Assassination, The Evidence Today. It deals with three main topics, primarily Vincent Bugliosi's book called Reclaiming History and his other book, which is called Helter Skelter, which is about uh, the Charles Manson, Linda Tate murders. And also, uh, we're going to talk about JFK's assassination uh, conspiracy and the evidence that exists today. Plus, Tom Hanks recently had a film out called Parkland and uh, another film called The Post. And we're going to talk about those as it relates to the JFK assassination. This is all Monday night. It's going to be chock full of great discussions uh, Monday night. Don't forget to stop by the website. It's beyondrealityradio.com. I'd also like you to check out scaricon.com and see what uh, that event holds. It's coming up June 16th and 17th in Framingham, Massachusetts. It's going to be a great weekend. Check out uh, the celebrity guest list, the panel discussion schedule, the vendors, the parties, and everything else that's going on at Scaricon. It's scaricon.com. But tonight we're talking with Lori McDonald. Lori is a clinical hypnotherapist. Look at her website. Check it out. It's trueyouhypnotherapy.com. And we're talking about alien abductions and how uh, that experience affects people and how hypnotherapy can actually help them. And, uh, Lori, again, thanks for being with us. And I want to ask you, um, in your experience, first of all, you said that you're an experiencer. I am. Are you an experiencer of abduction, sighting, both, uh, something else? What, what, if, what have you experienced in your life? All of the above, pretty much. Um, I'm a lifelong experiencer. In fact, um, I've had a, I've been running a, an experiencer group or overseeing an experiencer group uh, for some time now, you know, offering a, a safe place, a platform for people to share their experiences. Back in the 90s, I would get a lot of women who had experiences of abduction and the extraction of ovum and semen, and they believed that hybrids were made were taken on craft. Uh, they believe they worked in a nursery. There was an evolution of this type of abduction. As these women became more empowered, one of the questions was, well, I, I want my baby back. What makes them think that these hybrid children are theirs? Isn't the human part of the child yearning for the mother? Doesn't the mother want that child too? So there's other another layer of psychological effects of alien abduction and hybrids. But my experience that really changed 
when I became my own case study about uh, five years ago. I'd done a small TV show and got a phone call directly afterward. And the woman asked to speak to me, and she said that she was my mother and that she needed to share the story of my birth. She had said she had just seen the show, and she thought that it was imperative that I hear this. So I put the phone on speaker, and I called my husband over, and she proceeded to say that back in 1963 in Ontario, Canada, uh, she had already had a couple of small children. She was married, and she was pregnant. And all during the pregnancy, she had experienced abduction a couple of times a month. Small entities, uh, the description to me sounded like Zeta because she said they were a lighter shade of gray and with not the large eyes, but deeper set eyes, but still small and wiry like that. She said they would come and do examinations on her. And then one morning, uh, she was out in the backyard sitting in the lawn chairs, and they came and appeared on either side of her, and instantly she was moving through the apple orchard, hovering above the ground, gliding, not touching. And when they got to the center of the orchard where there's a, a circle, an opening, it's where the tractors turn during harvest, there was a UFO hovering above that. And as she saw it, she instantly was on it. She experienced a distortion of time at that moment. She said it felt so peculiar to just see it and then sort of be on it. She didn't really remember getting on it. She was just in it. She began to panic a little. They would reassure her and tell her that she wasn't in any harm. They had her lay down on a table. I asked her, well, what did the table look like? And she said, you know, it looked like an ironing board. I said, okay. She continued to get into great detail about the examination, and then she revealed a couple of things that I only hear from very unique cases that really trigger something of truth. One of the things was for a long time, the researchers didn't share the fact, uh, the smell of some of the ETs. We waited for the experiencer to tell us. We didn't share that. We wanted to see how many people would sort of turn up that information. She explained how they smelled horrible. She said that they weren't interested in her at all, that they continued to tell her that their interest was only in the baby. And this actually made her more upset, which she felt that they didn't understand. Later, though, after all of the examinations, she found herself in the yard, uh, naked from the waist down, or her nightgown was up, and she was bleeding both vaginally and from the nose. She was in full labor. She was asking for help. Nobody in the house woke to her cries. A neighbor, getting ready for work, heard her and came and uh, roused the household, and they got her to the hospital. She said she then gave birth to me which she had a difficult time bonding. Uh, she said that I wouldn't take the milk, like the baby wouldn't eat, was what she said. And they tried cow milk, which really is still disgusting to me. And I think I might have been the first soy baby in, in Canada. But they tried lots of different things. And she said she had a difficult time bonding, and she just really couldn't raise me, and she gave me away. 
maybe saw her a couple of times in my childhood. And wouldn't have recognized her if I saw her in the street, though. But so now she calls me and tells me that she just, for the life of her, can't believe that I've spent all this time running groups, opening doors to people that had doors closed on them. She said she could never tell anybody. She told her doctors, and at first they said it was hormonal. Then they told her just to basically shut it down because you risk losing your other children. You sound crazy. You're going to have to go in for a psych evaluation. She kept a journal and wrote down everything that happened and kept this journal for all of these years. And so I told her, well, that's just (laughs) quite an amazing story, and I'm shocked at this. Yeah. It was very surprising. I told her, you know, I was going to be doing a a show called Experiencers with... uh, Jim O'Connell was a producer, and it was like a reality-based show. They'd go out and gather the evidence, and if a hypnotherapist was needed, then I was going to do that. So I got Jim in touch with my mom and said, hey, you know what? She needs a chance to speak her truth. She's kept a secret for 50 years. And if we can bring her on the show, I think that would be great. He thought it was a good idea, and they talked all that summer. And then that, later that summer, I got a phone call from Canada, and I, I assumed that we were just buttoning up the details, but it wasn't that. It was the hospital, and they had called to say that I must return to Canada immediately, that my mother had suffered a major brain aneurysm uh, followed by a stroke and was unable to speak. Oh, wow. I was stunned, and... Um, of course, she couldn't talk. Here was her chance, you know, to speak her truth. And as a part of the organization Free, the Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters, um, their whole part of their whole mission is allowing, you know, a platform. And so this was her moment of, to be free, right? <laughs> you know, to speak her truth on a huge platform. And it wasn't going to happen. So I was just just stunned. Um, and then later, just after the show began to air the promos, and it's going to be airing soon, uh, the headline in the, uh, uh, I think it was Dark Matter News Online, Alana Fox had written, um, a producer of TV show experiencer Jim O'Connell mysteriously died in his sleep. And the show was canned. And within... 24, 48 hours, everything was blown up, and Jim was gone, and literally his wife said uh, cremated that quickly. But the problem is Jim wasn't sick. Jim went to bed healthy, and Mm. he didn't wake up. Mm. So there are always these strange occurrences that happen. So I, I became my own case study. Um, just based on my mother's uh, testimony and uh, actually found out that during that area in the tri-state area, uh, Michigan, Ohio, and moving into over the Detroit River into the Windsor, Detroit area, during those years there was lots of UFO action. In fact, it was quite a, a hot spot all the way up into North Michigan, upstate Michigan. So it's very weird to hear 
that after all of these years, I had a beginning that I didn't know about. So I'm an experiencer longer than I had realized, but within my own life, uh, in the early 90s, I was doing a little bit of uh, field research. I was a total amateur, but uh, intrigued and setting up cameras around town, marking the horizon line, so on and so forth, um, learning the cosmology of the universe and um, looking for what I sensed was already there. And we got a lot on film and a lot of things happened. And one night I um, awoke to some of the small grays in the room. And I'll be honest with you, I was, in my mind, (laughs) totally psychologically prepared to handle this encounter. And I was balanced and calm. And I looked at them. I looked at one. I looked at the other. They're the ones that became nervous. There was a strange tilting of their heads towards each other as if they had communicated telepathically, as if I was supposed to be in some other state of consciousness and not the lucid state that I was in. And I was actually completely ready for some type of uh, honest and intellectual exchange. But what happened next (laughs) changed. um, And a flash, literally a flash of white light, a larger gray appeared and was holding about a, a needle. It seemed to me about the length of a chopstick. And there was no honest communication here. This was completely agenda-oriented. They had work to do, and I am completely naive sitting there. As it approached me, I became terrified. I knew that I was powerless to do anything, and all I could think of to do from the sitting position was like a a roundhouse kick, Um, and I tried to do a roundhouse kick with with my left leg, swinging it up and trying to hit hit its face, which didn't happen. I did lose consciousness. Um, But when I awoke back in my room, I was in incredible pain, and I had to go to the doctor. And as it turned out, I had torn my uh, lower left abdominal muscles and required surgery. They had to put a mesh implant into hold in the muscle. It was a very physical, very lucid, gray experience. Um, Things began to get a little bit weird in the house, but it really prompted me to, to look into myself, to do my own work, to clear my energy, because there was part of me that wondered why that would be the experience that I should have, uh, when that's not at all what I would have expected or anticipated. But um, I've learned a lot. I've created five separate categories of interaction with non-human entities, you know, some really a hierarchy of extraterrestrials, obviously grays and anything that constitutes the Tao, which the reptoids and mantis and blues and so forth, all of those are more of a manifested 
extraterrestrial. They are in the within the Milky Way of uh, our galaxy. Our guest is Lori McDonald. Lori, this is a very, very short segment. We have less than a minute here. I've been giving your website, trueyouhypnotherapy.com. Is that the best place for people to go to get information about your work? Yeah, that's a good place to go. Unfortunately, I've recently been hacked. Somebody went in and put changed my address to Italy oh, and oh, boy. just some crazy stuff like that. So we're under construction right now, but uh, you can also uh, get a hold of me through Opus. I am the president of Opus. Um, you can check us out at opusnetwork.org. Also, MUFON, I'm on the mental health referral list, one of 27 uh, mental health therapists in the United States working with the experiencer. And that's MUFON, any state that you're in, they're pretty easy to find. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation, and we're going to talk a little bit more about how hypnotherapy actually helps people who have been the experiencers of abduction. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm J.V. Johnson. Don't go away. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. Welcome to the show, everybody. If you're listening to the show on one of the fine radio stations that carries the program, drop them a line. Go to the website of their, uh, you know, their website, and I'm sure there's a contact tab. Send them a note saying thank you for carrying Beyond Reality Radio. Um, stations like to know that people appreciate it, and we like to know that people appreciate it as well. If there's a station in your area that carries a talk format and they don't carry the show, and you think it might help you listen or help other people find the program. Drop them a line. Tell them they should be carrying Beyond Reality Radio. But we are very, very happy that our list of affiliates is growing rapidly and we are reaching new people, new markets. It's all great stuff. By the way, I forgot to open the phone lines earlier. If you did have a question or want to join our conversation, we'll see if we can get some uh, calls in. The number is 844-687-7669. We're talking with Lori McDonald tonight. Lori is a clinical hypnotherapist, and we'll bring her in in just a moment. I do want to mention that we've got some uh, great stuff coming up in the next few nights. Terry Lovelace will join us talking about his UFO experiences, both as a child and while he was in the Air Force. And then Monday, uh, James Eugenio who is an author of the book called The JFK Assassination, The Evidence Today. We'll talk about the latest in the JFK assassination conspiracy. Um, And looking ahead, I just want to mention this because I think it's going to be great. Thursday night next week, so a week from tomorrow night, the first hour of the program, we will have our first featured uh, readings with Rebecca. Rebecca Foster will join us, and it'll be the first Thursday of every month we'll do readings with Rebecca, and she'll take your calls basically 
That's what we'll do for the whole hour. Take your calls, and she'll do readings live on the air. Again, that's next Thursday, the first hour of the program, and then the second hour of the program, we'll have a separate, set, uh, a different guest for that part of the show. But again, tonight we're talking with Lori McDonald. Lori, I have to uh, ask you, because you've worked with a lot of people who've had these abduction experiences, um, what are the uh, damaging effects that remain with people that your hypnotherapy or others who uh, conduct hypnotherapy for these folks actually helps them recover from? Well, they come in suffering from post-abduction stress disorder. They've had an event that pushes past their realm of belief. Their mind doesn't know how to process the information. There's no feedback loop to, to have input on the situation and whether it's very negative or whether it's very positive, people are still in a state of shock or awe, and this can disrupt the core belief system. It can lead to drug abuse. It can lead to alcoholism, uh, self-defeated thoughts, uh, loss of confidence. Uh, people sometimes exhibit signs of paranoia. Um, they become very fearful very important that you're able to express your experience with somebody, a support group, or a hypnotherapist like myself, who can take you from fear to freedom to allow you to move into the mind and gain the deeper meanings, the deeper insight into the situation. You know, many people who experience anomalous activity actually have some type of uh, psychological trauma symptoms. Generally, it's shock and disbelief. Those are actual traumatic, by definition, events. So they really do need to help. Sometimes this is what happens in the mind. Um, They're going to be led to believe that the ego might step in and try to rescue the victim part of the psyche and the person's going to automatically feel very chosen, special, as if they're the, their DNA is the only DNA that can save a whole other alien race, or the person will continue to feel insecure and disempowered. So it's important uh, that uh, people, first off, know those, both of those states are temporary. And with the proper guidance, you can change those experiences and gain that insight that will lead you to a more stable approach can actually change the vibration. This is the deal. Use the experience to challenge your reality. What is real? What isn't true? Sometimes it's not as important as the nuts and bolts of the craft or the UFO or the type of entity, but the effect it has on our consciousness, on our reality, our multidimensionality, our ability to travel outside of time and space with the mind. All of these things need to be considered, but initial, initially the effects are destabilizing of the constricted reality a person believes in. With that, can you use it as a catalyst to an expanded consciousness, to a, a greater understanding, to move yourself onto the path of ascension, learning to meditate, to control your own thoughts. Because I'll tell you what, if you're not controlling your own thoughts, there's a pretty good chance somebody would like to control them for you. 
And so in learning the deeper meanings of these experiences and, and how we can use them for our own personal empowerment and consciousness expansion, this allows us to take that next step in initiating contact with a, an entity that vibrates at a, a higher frequency, a consciousness that wouldn't allow the fear-based approach. And I think that we have the opportunity, once we're educated and practice specific techniques or follow protocols, to control our own mind, to increase our frequency, to, to really look at the situation as it's a lot more about the human than it is about the ET. Humans have a right to learn these skills. Even the word human, hue is short for light or depth or saturation of light, and man is short for manifestation or to be embodied. The word human, light embodied entity, in fact, it's simply a definition of what we are. When we understand what we are and the way we work, we're more in control of creating the reality that we want to live in. And when we combine the minds and take the next steps of unity and community, we can create the world that we deserve to live in, which is, in fact, the human right, the paradise, the planet. And we have the opportunity to destabilize that or to create a world in which we want to live or our children and grandchildren should be able to live in. The extraterrestrial phenomenon can challenge your reality. It'll make you move into ways of self-development, self-understanding, push you past belief limitations. It can be very empowering. I have to ask you about um, another aspect of these people that you've worked with. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about implants and other mm -hmm. procedures and those types of things. What experience have you had uh, from your clients uh, that would indicate any of that has happened? Well, I have CAT scans uh, from the UC <clears throat> Davis Med Center that show uh, a metallic something in the pineal gland. I have one of my oldest experiencers. He's in his 90s. He's been an experiencer since he's been 10 years old. He has an implant in the brain and two in his leg, one in the upper thigh near the groin, one more behind the knee. The two implants, uh, one of them is emitting a radio signal. This radio signal has a frequency and it's been measured. The two implants are moving towards each other. He believes that when they touch, he'll die. Um, he has left me the uh, post-mortem uh, implants to be turned over at uh, autopsy upon his demise as part of my research and because I'm the president of Opus and we have a reputation for integrity. So he has gifted this to us. So we will have some physical evidence. Uh, implants are reported uh, in many types of visitation or abduction. It's a tagging, let's face it. Um, and when we, many of them have been removed. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer had done that. We recently lost one of our board members, uh, was also a surgeon, and would have been able to do those extraterrestrial implant removals. And they seem to 
respond. You know, you push down on your thumb, and I did this. I actually pushed on his, and it <laughs> retreated. I tried to corral it <laughs> with my hands, and um, it had a mind of its own. It seemed very unusual, but this man, um, he was in the service. He was in the Navy. Uh, that's a commonality. He was, because of his age, he was uh, pre-Navy SEALs. I believe they called them frogs back then. He was also pre-med, the father of two doctors. He's an intelligent person. He's lived a full life. He believes to this day that they continuously visit them. He says that they give him some type of uh, injection in his head. I believe it's probably more of an extraction. Um, but he says that there's a needle. Now, there's so many different stories of implants that it's pretty hard to deny that they exist at this point. Obviously, when you work with somebody and you're using hypnotherapy, you can't control what effect the implant might have. Um, do we know of any or do we have any proof of any of these implants affecting the psyche or the mental capacity of any of the victims of that? Or are they more just a physical a tracking object or something like that? I think that they're more than a, a, a tracking object. Um, I think that they're probably programmable and that it's quite easily easy to uh, manipulate the brain frequencies of the human. I think that that's how they conduct most of the abductions. They manipulate the theta and the delta brainwave and recreate the sleep state so that the human becomes compliant and just doesn't question anything, just as like they're in a subconscious or superconscious state. You just don't question. You go along with the program. That's just the way they want you. And it's very easy to do. You can do that through frequency or through drug or drug chemicals, or even through sound, which is frequency, but sound waves and electromagnetic frequencies is what I was referring to initially. That can literally change your brainwaves. But you know what? Words can change your DNA. Uh, many uh, Harvard and Stanford scientists have released papers, and listeners can Google this, that words have the power to change your DNA. There are so many things that are seemingly simple yet profoundly powerful that the right words said to the unconscious or subconscious mind can create a chemical change in the body which affects the behavior, which affects the person's life in the world. I mean, knowing the right words to use, understanding uh, the truer definition, even the simplest uh, parts of hypnotherapy like weight loss. I would never use the word loss. <laughs> I use the word management. The subconscious and superconscious mind knows to lose is to not win. And that you're going to lose. Right? You don't want to lose weight. You want to gain strength. Um, you want to gain uh, a slimmer, more felt body. Positive things is what I'm saying. Negative things like losing weight or I'm so fat, well, the subconscious mind is going to fill that in and create that. You, you know, we are creating our reality. We do have to learn how to uh, control the inner dialogue, understand that it can change our DNA, that our frequencies are multidimensional and are attracting non-human entities. 
power frequency. I, I think that the human is 50% responsible for what's happening here. And once we take that responsibility, we can move towards personal empowerment and a balanced, healthy relationship. Lori, we only have uh, about a minute left, maybe a little more, a little bit more than that. But I just need to ask you, if somebody suspects you know, that they might be seeing flashes of memories that may or may not be related to an abduction, what do you recommend they do? What's the first step for them? Relax and uh, learn to be very calm. Memories will begin to surface. I, they can seek the assistance of a hypnotherapist who can guide them into that relaxed state. And not everybody who thinks that they're having an ET experience are. Some things are, you know, are more other, uh, have other explanations. But there are ways to explore it. And if it keeps reoccurring, then your subconscious is telling you something. They're telling you to look at the situation. This is important. Just if you keep having a memory of, of fragments of dreams or a dream that you remember your entire life. That dream is important. Look into that and see what it's trying to tell you. These are all forms of communication to the, on the inner, deeper parts of the mind to the conscious self. Are there any symptoms that someone may exhibit that may indicate that they uh, have had an abduction experience but they aren't recalling anything, you know, they're not having bits of memories or flashbacks or anything, but there's still something that they, they should investigate or have somebody look into for them? Well, spontaneous psychism, uh, for one. Um, abductees and people who have interactions uh, consented, they have an increased ability uh, of psychism, whether it's clairaudience or another form, but they become very psychic. Their vibration becomes increased. If you have an unusual craving for vitamin C, and all of a sudden you want to eat six or seven oranges, that's a commonality of somebody that's been abducted. They uh, indicate a, a lower or deficient vitamin C. To me, I would want to look at immune systems then if I were a medical doctor. That would be the direction that I would take because such a high percentage, I believe it's in the 60s, of 68, around there, percent of uh, abductees have this increased craving for citrus and vitamin C. So there's all of these unusual things that uh, you can have a look at, uh, scan the body, looking for marks, scoop marks, of strange bruises. You know, there are multiple support groups like Opus. Um, Opus has an experiencer group 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you need to talk to somebody share your experience, and just get some more information. Because it's actually quite uh, reassuring to maybe find out that you don't have anything to do with it at all. And right now, that's just not your reality. Right. But if it is, then use it as a catalyst to self-development, to a larger understanding, to a, that consciousness expansion. Fear not. Fear brings all the wrong energy. Just be calm and begin to learn. Listen people who have the experience, understand the protocol so that you can let go of uh, any energy that's uh, taking away your power and making you fear-based because that is going to attract perhaps archon energy, which is going to amplify the negativity and derail your life. 
I've seen it happen so many times. Um, people, people have lost their jobs speaking about their experiences at work or, or they just go a little bit overboard. The pendulum swings way too far in the wrong direction. But again, those states are temporary and with the right help, you can get the information you need. Lori, we're just out, we're just out of time. I'm sorry, I've got to cut you off there. We have only scratched the surface on what we can talk about with you, and I hope you'll agree to come back on the show at some point. I'd love to. Yes. All right. Thanks again, Lori McDonald, clinical hypnotherapist. Check out the website trueyouhypnotherapy.com. It's under construction after a hacking, but uh, there's still some information there. Thank you, Lori. We'll be back right after this to wrap things up. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. That's going to do it for tonight. I'm J.V. Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Tomorrow night, we'll continue our discussion about UFOs. Make sure you join us. Have a great night, everybody. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.